Have your Bibles turn with me, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 2, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 2. If you don't have a Bible, there in front of you, uh, in the back of the pew, there should be a Bible there for you, and we'd love for you to turn with us. If you do use one of those Bibles, it's page 698, page 698, and uh, we're certainly delighted you're here with us. You'll see the title of the message is simply this, The Most Honorable Mother, and I, I, I trust this morning will be a time of honoring mothers. I really want it to be such. Uh, if you're a mother here today, I just want you to uh, enjoy being honored. I want you to enjoy being recognized for all that you do. And, and uh, I want you to see this. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 2, a familiar verse. Notice what it says. It, it, there's a statement here that is first given to us in the Scriptures in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. But it is repeated here. Notice it, Exodus chapter, or Ephesians excuse me, chapter 6 and verse number 2. Honor thy father and mother. Honor thy father and mother. Can I tell you this morning that is exactly what we want to do, as I mentioned a moment ago. On Mother's Day and Father's Day, we get to spend a service. This is why I love both of these days. We get to spend a service obeying the commands of these two verses. We get to honor our parents. We get to honor our mothers, our, our fathers, and rightfully so. You think uh, what a mother is. She's the one that's done so much for each of us. Always reminding, always instructing, always teaching, always loving. No matter how old you are, how long you've been separated from your mom, can't you still hear her voice? The things that she would say, and it could be as much as clean your room. It could be, hey, I love you. It could be good night. We still hear the things that our moms say. And, and boy, why? Because our moms are saying a lot of things. Amen? They have to say a lot. They're training for life. We'll see that here today. And uh, you can still hear her voice, her common instructions, her warnings, maybe even her threats. Uh, but you can still hear mom's voice. And so it is. Mom, you, you will live in infamy. Amen? And uh, your voice will be reminded and remembered, I should say, for years to come. Hey, we honor mothers today for all that they do, all that they say. I threw in some illustrations today. I hope they're just uh, humorous but encouraging. Here are things that mom would never say. Okay? Things that mom would never say. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? How about this one? Just leave the lights on. It makes the house more cheery. Let me smell that shirt. Yeah, that's good for another week. Go ahead and keep that stray dog, honey. I'll be glad to feed and walk him every day. How about this one? Well, if Timmy's mom says it's okay, that's good enough for me. The curfew, eh, that's just a general time to shoot for. It's not like I'm running a prison around here. And I, I like this one personally. Things a mom would never say. I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. Or how about this one? Don't bother wearing a jacket. The wind chill is bound to improve. <laughs> you see, we all know what a good mom says. Why are those funny? Because we know what moms really say. We know the instructions they give. We know the, the challenges and the encouragement along the way. And I, I'll tell you, I'm thankful today that mothers use their words to shape us, to mold us. They do. They use their words. They use the things that they say. And today we honor you, mothers, for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for using your words to shape your children. Uh, 
we want to acknowledge too today what a most honorable mother looks like. And, and you know this, but let me just encourage you. Let's bring it, let's highlight it today, what we appreciate and acknowledge about our mothers. You know, number one, I'm grateful that mothers are sacrificial servants. Sacrificial servants. Turn with me, if you can, to Proverbs chapter 31. If you have a pew Bible, one from the pew there, it's, it's page 407. Uh, Proverbs 31, page 407. Uh, how can you go through a Mother's Day without looking at Proverbs chapter 31? Uh, speaking of a virtuous woman, and, and uh, it is certainly that classic chapter on the virtuous woman. Proverbs chapter 31. Notice it, verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. And what I love about this passage, we won't read through it, we'll, we'll summarize it, but what I love about this passage is uh, when you closely examine it, it becomes very clear that this virtuous woman is a mother. Ver- verse 28, I believe it is, even alludes to that having children, obviously, and her household all through it. Uh, a mother has a sacrificial servant's heart. That, that's why in verse 28, her, her children rise up and call her blessed. Or blessed. Her value is far above rubies. What does this passage tell us? Well, it, it, it clearly shows us that a mother delights in serving her family. From her husband to her children. She prepare, uh, prepares meals and food diligently. She is not lazy at all. I don't know a mother that is. She is not lazy, but far from it. She rises before daylight to provide for both the needs and the wants of her family. She is financially frugal. The passage says she's strong. She's industrious. She works long days and into the night. The passage says she is the farthest thing from being idle. She tires herself, ensuring that her family is well cared for and even well dressed. She demonstrates great dignity. She prepares her family well for the future. She speaks wisely and kindly to all. She helps the poor and needy. And in all of this, the wisest man says what? She puts forth a great example, a godly example for her children to follow. Such is a godly mother. And how does Solomon really sum it up? Look at verse 27. He says this, she looketh well to the ways of her household. She has such a servant's heart, sacrificial. She'll go without things. And don't, don't remember our mothers going without things to, for us, sacrificing in such a way her time, her, her energy, her life spent to take care of us as, as children. She's highly sacrificial. She puts her family and others before herself. There are many examples throughout Scripture. Hannah was one with Samuel who, who certainly put God first and Samuel first before her own desires and wishes. Uh, what about Mary, the mother of Jesus? She certainly surrendered Jesus Christ to the will of God uh, for his life and sacrificing in many ways. Mothers do so well. And mothers, can I, can I say thank you for this? You do so well giving sacrificially. You do so well at giving unconditionally. You're truly virtuous in it all. In 1972, there was a, a two-year-old Chinese boy. His name was Hu Jinchuan. He fell from a table. And in that fall from the table, he entered into a coma. He didn't wake up for six days, but when he did wake up, he was not able to talk or move. 
Like any parent, his mother was terribly distressed. Yet her distress was multiplied by the simple fact that she could not afford to place him into a, a care facility, a nursing home. So instead, she was determined to care for Hujan herself. And that care has come to show her unfathomable depth of her sacrificial service and love as a mother. You see, obviously, because he was rendered unable to move and unable to talk, he was susceptible to bed sores, terrible bed sores. And so he had to be moved frequently, and so he had to be moved around. So for well over 30 years, his mother did the unbelievable. She carried her son on her back. By May of 2002, his mother was 65 years old and weighed about 88 pounds. Her son at that point, a grown man of 30 years, weighed around 181 pounds. On many occasions, this mother fell. She fractured bones, broke bones while carrying her son. Yet she continued to faithfully carry him. When asked, how in the world can you do that? Her reply is simple. Listen, she said this. He ain't heavy, he's my son. Now isn't that a mother's love? Isn't that a mother's sacrifice? I mean, we see it all the time in our own mothers and it's demonstrated time. Listen, man, put it this way. No child is ever heavy to a mother's heart. And moms, you put up with so much. Thank you for that. Thank you for sacrificing and giving. It's a servant's heart attitude that's hard to find, but many a mother has it. We can reflect today about our own mothers and many instances in which they would do anything for us. And I mean anything. You say, Pastor, and and I always like to throw this caveat in during one of these messages. You say, Pastor Henry, that's all great, but my mother was nothing like that. Hey, I understand that. See, when sin entered this world, sin ruined a lot of things. And it ruined a lot of mothers and a lot of fathers. As God has designed us and created us to be caregivers and, and those who sacrificially give and sacrificially serve our family, you know, sin has corrupted that. But here's the great truth of it. Though your mother may not have been all she should have been or could have been, you have a God in heaven that is everything she isn't. And never forget that. And so even today we honor God. But I sure am thankful for parents, mothers, who would do anything for us. And even in the dire circumstances. In August 16, or on August 16 of 1987, some of you might remember this. Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed just after taking off from the Detroit airport. It killed 155 people. One survived. A four-year-old from Tempe, Arizona named Cecilia. When rescuers found Cecilia, they thought immediately she had been a passenger in one of the cars on the highway when the airliner had crashed. But when they looked at the passenger register for the flight, they found Cecilia's name listed. Cecilia survived simply because as that plane was falling, her mother Paula unbuckled herself, sat down on her knees in front of her daughter, wrapped her arms and body around Cecilia, And then would not let her go. She put her child ahead of herself. She served her in life and in death. A truly sacrificial service. 
Boy, such is a godly mother. There's a mom who gets it. And boy, I sure am thankful for the mothers we have here today. Can I just say thank you for serving your children? Thank you for serving your family mothers. But let's be reminded, where does mom, where does dad learn how to be a sacrificial servant? Well, from a God who knows all about sacrifice. For God so loved the world that he sent. That he gave. That he gave his only begotten son. That he, that he sent Jesus Christ. He gave. He, another verse that certainly goes right along with that. Shows a sacrifice of epic proportions. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us. In offering in a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. The greatest sacrifice in all the world was made by God for you on the cross of Calvary. Greatest demonstration. If mothers are the greatest example of sacrifice, and I do believe they are, then God in heaven is the great originator of sacrifice. God knows sacrifice. You talk about being a servant too. Don't we know this truth? In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. You see, we are right to honor and in some ways exalt and praise our mothers today for their sacrificial giving, their sacrificial service, their servant's heart. But at the same time, let us also honor and praise our God in heaven, who is the epitome of a sacrificial servant. That the God in heaven would go to the cross to die for you and me. See, I, I, I've seen my own mother. I've seen Erica go without. I, I've seen them sacrifice for me or our children. And I, I've seen them give up things. And I, I've seen them work tirelessly as you have. And many of you mothers, we, we see all that. And wow, we say, man, they, they are such a great mother. And so they are. And, and today, and, and it should be just today, but it should be every day we honor our parents. We honor our mothers for what they do. But my, how good do we have it when we have a God in heaven that is the sacrificial servant? That Jesus Christ made himself of no reputation and willingly came to earth for you and I to face a cross, a cruel cross. He is the giver of the ultimate sacrifice. He is the greatest servant the world has ever known. You know what else a mother is? Not only is she a sacrificial servant, but boy, I sure am thankful that a mother is a tenacious teacher and a tender trainer. Tenacious teacher and a tender trainer. Man, when I think of the many things that, that mom does, mothers do 24-7, teaching and training is at the top. From potty training to teaching them how to, how to walk to teaching them how to just live in life. Man, there's so much encompassed. And I would say this, and I, I think we need to give a shout out to mothers because I think this to be true in many homes. Mothers often enjoy the bulk of the parental load when it comes to this, teaching all the do's and don'ts of life to the children. In the workplace, in the factory, and, and wherever it is, the, we often refer to something that's called on-the-job training. You start a job, and, and you get on-the-job training, and you learn how to do that job. And some who are starting new jobs, or you remember those situations, and when you started a job and you got on-the-job training. Can I tell you, I believe mothers are the best trainers for on-the-job training. 
because what they do is throughout their life, they teach and they train their children for the job known as life. And as children go through life, as, as they scrape their elbows, as they get hurt feelings, as, as they just go through life, I sure am thankful for mothers that are there all along the way to teach, to train, to help them turn out to be godly young ladies and godly young men. You see, from the simplest of tasks to the life-altering things every person must know, moms play a big part in the teaching and training of their children. I like to refer to it this way. You know what moms are? Moms are life trainers. You train for life. The smallest things, the biggest things, you train for life. Things for which we are grateful. There's some great biblical examples of it, isn't there? Look with me, if you will, 2 Timothy chapter number 1, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter number 1, if you have a pew Bible, it's page number 709. Page number 709. 2 Timothy chapter number 1. Look at verse 5 with me, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 5. Paul is writing to uh, Timothy, and he recalls, he says, Listen, I, I know what took place in your home. I, I remember what your mother did in your life. Look at it. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. That's page 709 in a pew Bible there. Notice it. He says this, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. I mean, what a statement. You realize what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, listen, hey, uh, his mother, Eunice, was a, was a Jew, a believing Jew. And Paul's simply saying, I, that faith I've seen in you, I know you've learned it. I, I know your mom has teach you that most important thing. Faith in Jesus Christ. She has helped to, to grow it, to plant it, to cultivate it, to allow it to, uh, to become where I see it in you. He's persuaded of that. Notice uh, over chapter 3, if you will, just a couple chapters over. Look at chapter 3. Notice verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. Notice this statement. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So how do you think, how do you think that Timothy came to know the scriptures when he was a child? Mom and grandma. Teaching it. Training him. All along the way, certainly with the Holy Spirit's help. But there they were, teaching and training. Hey, Paul says, Timothy, you've known the Scriptures. Moms, I'm sure I'm thankful you teach your children the Scripture. You recite it with them and you quiz them and you, you, you teach. You read God's Word with them. You tell them Bible stories. I, I'm thankful for it. And it's an important part of life training that you give them, Mom. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it speaks of the parental responsibility, and it even attaches a promise, doesn't it? Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train him. Now listen, hey, young person, hey, every child here, uh, you know what the same uh, person said that he wrote here many chapters before? Solomon wrote this in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Notice this, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and note this, and forsake not the law of thy mother. And he gives this description, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and notice it, and chains about thy neck. Those chains, it's not talking about, and, and some might think, well, man, mom has nothing but rules, and it's like a ball and chain around me. 
It just weighs me down. And boy, she always just, oh, no, no, that's not the chain. These chains speak of prosperity. These chains speak of blessing. Literally, they, they speak of prominence, prosperity. You can liken it to like a gold chain. Has your mom ever laid down the law? Did your mom ever lay down the law in your home? Did she ever lay down the law? Don't you ever? You better not. You better think twice. Your mom ever laid down the law. Hey, the scriptures are saying this. You understand? I think this is so very true. He says, listen, heed your mother's teaching. We have some teenagers here. We have some young people here. We even have some college and career. Hey, heed your mother's teaching. Listen to her training. Heed it. In fact, the Bible says that's going to go very well for you. Be like grace upon your neck. Chain about you. Prosperity. Blessings. When you follow mom's directions. Her teaching. May I dare say it this way? And young people, listen up. I hope you got mom a card or a flower, at the very least a little note you wrote and said, thank you, I love you on Mother's Day. But can I tell you what is even greater than all that? Give her obedience. Give her obedience. Let her know you love her and that you treasure her by your obedience. Hey, mom was given to me. God, God says that she has some things to teach me. There's some things that, that God has impressed upon her heart, has taught her that he wants me to learn from mom. And our mothers sure do teach us a lot, don't they? I like this little statement here. And the author puts it this way. He, he goes on to explain all the things that his mother taught him by the different things she said. Listen carefully. He says this, My mother taught me to appreciate a job well done in her saying this, If you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. <laughs> My mother taught me how to pray. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught me about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. I like this one. My mother taught me about logic. Because I said so, that's why. My mother taught me more logic. If you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going to the store with me. My mother taught me irony. My mother taught me irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. My mother taught me about the science of osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your supper. My mother taught me about stamina. You'll sit there until that spinach is gone. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looks like as if a tornado went through it. My mother taught me about hypocrisy. If I told you once, I told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. My mother taught me about envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have wonderful parents like you do. And I like this. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until your father gets home. My mother taught me about medical advice. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to get stuck that way. My mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. My mother taught me about my roots. Shut that door behind you. Do you think you were born in a barn? My mother taught me about wisdom. When you get my age, you'll understand. And last but not least, my mother taught me about justice. 
One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> hey, funny. But boy, don't, don't parents just teach us a lot? In word and deed. There's a lot to listen to. There's a lot to heed. And, and moms, you are truly a fountain of wisdom. Okay, um, Brother Miller alluded to his neighbor who he would witness to, and it seemed like he wasn't listening. Can I encourage you parents, especially moms, I, you ever say something like this? I talk till I'm blue in the face. It doesn't seem like it sinks in. Hey, listen, sometimes your children are listening when you don't think they are. They're absorbing things. They're, they're hearing you, and, and you keep teaching, and you just keep plowing, and you just keep doing what God has called you to do. And I'll tell you, my friend, you be a tenacious teacher, you be a tender trainer, and God's going to bless. You keep at it. And I sure am thankful that I see many mothers around here. I'm thankful for my own mother. I'm thankful for Erica. Mothers who just continually teach, pour into them. There's a lot of great applications from this truth. First of all, we are reminded that moms, you get to learn from the greatest teacher around. That's God. See, everything we honor moms for today, boy, we can honor and praise God for. I love this verse. God says this in the psalm. He says, Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God is an instructor. God is a, a, a great teacher day after day after day after day. And moms, thank you for following his example. Thank you for following his footsteps. And boy, I like how the psalmist responded in Psalm 71, verse 17. He said, Oh God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. So let's honor God today, this morning, for being a tenacious trainer or tenacious teacher and a tender trainer. Second, may I challenge all the children here? Would you commit to being good students? Hey, teenager, would you commit, a young person, would you commit to being a good student? Would you understand that life is a classroom and in many instances your mother is a teacher? So listen, she has a lot to teach you. And when you listen, obey, good things are going to happen for you. So sit down, perk your ears up and give her your full attention. Listen to her teaching and training. You may not see it. You may not believe it, but. Your heavenly father has given your mother and father here on earth much wisdom to pass on to you. And we only have but a short time to pass that wisdom on to you. So listen up. Give your heart and your ear to your mother. Honor her today for her role as teacher and trainer. And then this, moms, I'm honoring you today and certainly we're trying to do so. But can I challenge you in least this area? Be careful. Take an inventory about what you're teaching your children. The way you spend your time, the words that come out of your mouth, how are you teaching them? What are you teaching them? What are you teaching them about how to handle stress and difficult times? What are you teaching them about what life is really like? What's most important? What are you teaching them about how to talk about other people? How to treat other people? Would you just take inventory on this Mother's Day and say, okay, how am I doing? What am I teaching my children through my own actions, my own words, the things that I do? And I would encourage you to do this. Make sure your teacher's book is the Bible and your curriculum is, thus saith the Lord. 
You'll never go wrong if you stick to God's word. You say, okay, every teacher, if you go into a, a, a school, a teacher has a teacher's book, or at least they should, amen, and uh, uh, guides and directs, gives them what they, listen, hey, in life, mom, you need a teacher's book. And the curriculum is found throughout it, and the curriculum is simply, thus saith the Lord. You will never go wrong and you will never lead your children astray if you teach them the ways of the Lord. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for being the best teacher and trainer you can be and depend on the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you all along the way. Hey, I'm thankful for mothers. They're sacrificial servants. They're tenacious teachers. They're tender trainers. You know what else they are? They are proficient protectors. Proficient protectors. The gift of motherhood, and it's just something that I think comes from God. The gift of motherhood comes with a strong desire to protect each child that God has given. I often joke about this, and so it is true. You take a a, a mother and, and her first child falls in the playground and she goes screaming out there. Taking another thing else. By the fifth or sixth child, she's like, yeah, she'll be okay. Wait for the child to come to him. But... I joke about that. Here's the thing. You know what is true through all those children? There's still that within the mom to protect and to take care of. That watch care, that protection, uh, uh, it, 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 just to look out for their child. And I think it's something special about mothers. You know what's interesting? In Luke chapter 13, verse 34. God speaks of his own desire to protect and shield and to care for his own children. Do you remember in that passage what he says? He says this, like a hen that that gathers her chicks and protects, so God wanted to be with his children, in that point, uh, the uh, Israel, the children of Israel. You know what I've noticed? And certainly you have. Any of you that have been around animals and such. You know what we know is even nature teaches us about the motherly instinct and attitude that every mother possesses to care for and protect her offspring. If you don't believe me, go get between a she-bear and her cubs. You'll find out something, right? I mean, most animals, if not all, in nature, there's this motherly instinct that God has created and and blessed with. And again, sin can corrupt that. I get it. But the reality is, I've seen many a mother protect their child. Haven't you? And they are proficient at it. (laughs) Yea, even sometimes it's misplaced. It often carries over in their caring and protection for others. There's a young lady who shared a humorous story about her mother and her desire to protect and care, not only for other children, but also for other people. Because, you know, often it's the mother who just, her heart goes out to somebody else who's hurting. Her her heart wants to protect somebody else's child. And so it is. This lady gave this story. She said, my mother just finished taking a CPR class at a local college when she and her mother were in the mall. And they saw a big crowd. The crowd was gathered around a, a body that was lying on the ground, and the body was very still and not moving and things. And her mother, and, and, and as she told us, her mother, um, before she knew, boy, she just tore out there with a speed she never knew her mother had. And her mother's running, everybody back, I know CPR. And she jumps down next to that body. And as she was about to give CPR, two big arms grabbed her and pulled her up. And the owner of the arm said, ma'am, we're about to arrest this person. Can you please step back? So in her eagerness to protect and care for someone, this mother was about to give CPR to a criminal laying on the ground. Hey, that may have been misplaced, but you know what I like about mothers? Man, they care. They protect. 
They're always again going back to a playground scenario. Have you ever been around a playground and, and there's been a bunch of mothers there and and the kids playing? One kid falls, man, all mothers' attention. Zoom. Every mother's paying attention. Why? Because mothers protect. They take care of their children. You see, I'm thankful for that heart of protection that a godly mother demonstrates time and time again. Many of you would well know Isaiah Thomas, famous point guard for the Detroit Pistons and Indiana Hoosiers in college. He's always been devoted to his mother. Part of the reason is because he admired her for her struggle to keep her family together and to protect them, to keep them in school. She worked in a community center. She worked in a church. She worked for the housing authority of the city of Chicago. Growing up, Isaiah Thomas had six older brothers. He had two older sisters. And the west side of Chicago, where they grew up, was, was notoriously rough. He recalled a time known as draft day, not the draft in the basketball world, but this was a draft day in the ghetto. Twenty five members of the vice lords gang street gang came to recruit him and his brothers at their home on Congress Street facing the Eisenhower Expressway. Those twenty five gang members knocked on the door and they said simply this, we want your boys. Gang leader told Thomas's mother. They can't walk around here and not be in any game. She stared at him through from behind her glasses and simply responded. There's only one gang around here, and that's the Thomas gang, she said. And I lead that. The gang leader was undeterred. If you don't bring those boys out, we'll get them in the streets, he said. In response, Isaiah's mother told the assembled gang members to wait just a moment. She went inside. When she returned, she opened the door and she was holding a sawed-off shotgun. Get off my porch, she demanded, or I'll blow you across the expressway. Interestingly, Isaiah never joined a gang and he finished school. He had a very successful career. Why? Because you know what? A mother protects. A mother watches out. Now here's the question, mom. What are you protecting your child from? Are you protecting them from the world? Are you protecting them from all the wrong influences as God would want you to do? Are you protecting them as you should? See, every mother has that kind of spirit in them. I like how Spurgeon describes a mother and their watch care over little ones. He wrote this. When a mother has a sick child, it is marvelous how quick her ears become while attending that child. Good woman, we wonder she does not fall asleep. If you hired a nurse, it is ten to one that she would. But the dear child in the middle of the night does not need to cry for water or even speak. There is a little quick breathing. Who will hear it? No one except the mother. But her ears are quick. Notice his statement. For they are in her child's heart. Even so. If there is a heart in the world that longs for the things of God, God's ear is already in that poor sinner's heart. He will hear it. There's not a good desire on earth, but the Lord has heard it. End of quote. See, Spurgeon helps you and I to see that this watch, care, and protection of a mother has been learned from a God who cares and protects. I can't say it enough. There's not, a, there's not a person, there's not a being on earth or in this world that cares for every person more than God does. 
He is the father of the orphan. He is the provider for the widow. He is the protector of the weak. He cares for each person like no one else does. And when you come to realize that, then such verses as 1 Peter 5, 7 mean the world to you. Casting all your care upon Him. Why? For He careth for you. And boy, does He. Psalm 94, verse 22, great statement, but my Lord is my defense, my protector. He is the rock of my refuge. So this morning, while we honor our, our mothers for their protection and, and their watch care over us, um, let's make sure we honor our God for being a proficient protector in our lives. Let's praise Him for His abundant watch care. Last but not least, how can you not describe a mother on Mother's Day without saying this? She is a living love. She is a living love. See, all the things that are ever wrapped up into love, the things that flow from love, that's a mom. She's love in action. She's love that's alive. She's a comforter. She's a a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, a cheerleader, an encourager, a constant supporter, the one who is always in your corner no matter what. Thankful for moms today, aren't you? That they're a living love. We came to know love even from our mothers as we learn it from God. I like what Mary adds in Luke chapter 2 and verse 51. You remember this? But his mother, speaking of Jesus and is the his, mother is Mary. uh, But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. You know what's neat about moms that I find uh, pretty amazing? In this statement, it means that Mary cherished all that was said about her son. This was a memory she held on to in love. And that's what a mother does. She cherishes every thought, every memory in love. Though many of those memories may be labors of love, she cherishes them. Here's a great truth about moms that I trust we would not soon forget. Love in the heart of a mother has the most wonderful ability to turn the most menial of tasks into labors of love. The love of a mother has the most amazing ability to turn changing a diaper, constantly picking up clothes, washing clothes, cleaning up after the stomach flu. We know something about that here at FBC. The most menial task turns into what? A labor of love. Love in action. Man, aren't you thankful today for mothers that show love in action? Smallest ways, the biggest ways. A little boy came up to his mother in the kitchen one evening while she was fixing supper. He handed her a piece of paper that had been he had been writing on. After his mother dried her hands on an apron, and she picked up the paper, she read it, and this is what it said. For cutting the grass, $5. For cleaning up my room this week, $1. For going to the store for you, 50 cents. Babysitting my kid brother while you went shopping, 25 cents. Taking out the garbage, $1. For getting a good report card, $5. For cleaning up and raking the yard, $2. Total owed, $14.75. His mother looked at him standing there. And the boy could see the memories flashing through her mind. She picked up the pen. She turned over the paper he'd written on, and this is what she wrote. 
For the nine months I carried you while you were growing inside of me, no charge. For all the nights I sat up with you, doctored and prayed for you, no charge. For all the trying times and all the tears that you've caused through the years, no charge. For all the nights that were filled with dread and for the worries I knew were ahead, no charge. For the toys, the food and clothes, and even wiping your nose, no charge. Son, when you add it up, the cost of my love is no charge. When the boy finished reading what his mother had written, there were big tears in his eyes. He looked straight at his mother and he said, Mom, sure do love you. Then he took the pen and in great big letters he wrote, Paid in full. Paid in full. That's truly the love of a godly mother, isn't it? Sacrificial servant. A living love. You can't ever pay back a mother's love. And even if you could, she wouldn't let you. To her, it's freely and willingly given. And that mother who shows such love, man, she learned that amazing love from an amazing God. I love what the Bible gives us in a description of the love that God possesses. Isn't this amazing? And we're done. Listen, here's the description of the love that God possesses. And we have known and believe the love that God hath to us. God is love. Now, wait a second. Pastor, that's not a character. That's not a description of the love that God has. That, that's not what that says. Let me ask you this. If you took a young child, if we went down to the toddlers, the two and, two and three-year-olds, and we brought them up and he said, hey, tell us, what is love? Dare I say in their description, their definition of love, that somewhere mom's actions and mom's words would come up in their definition. What's love? Well, man, love is my mom who, who, who makes me uh, dinner and makes me lunch. M- mom is, is the one who picks me up when I get hurt and, and cuddles me and loves me. And, and what are they saying? Well, mom's love. We're saying that's to a child. A mom is living love. She's the full embodiment of love. And my friend, can I tell you, I am so thankful. I'm so thankful that every mom that is that has learned it from a God who is the embodiment of love. God is love. How do you describe the love of God? God is love. Anything God does, that's love. He loves you that much. He loves me that much. Oh, today, we should honor our mothers, rightfully so. But I sure am thankful for a God that is the best and the greatest embodiment of love. He shows it to us anew every day. Boy, do we have a good, don't we? Godly mothers who are the embodiment of love and a God in heaven who is love. Hey, can I tell you, mothers, simply may I leave you with this thought. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being sacrificial servants. Thank you for being tenacious teachers and tender trainers. Thank you for being proficient protectors. Thank you for being a living love. May God give you the grace and the strength to continue.